0: Everybody to the prepared mindset podcast. I'm your host, as always, Austin. And this week we have a a special, especially applicable thing talk, especially applicable topic to to talk about. Uh, And that's it's personal accountability. And uh, you know, with a lot of what's going on in the world, uh, specifically here in the good old U.S. of A., everything that's going on with our uh, government, with uh, the utter failure with our withdrawal of our military presence in Afghanistan. Uh, I thought that um, accountability would be be a good topic. Be it'd be worth talking about and sharing my thoughts with you guys, and and how it, it covers a lot of what we do uh, here at the prepared mindset, and how it applies to the prepared mindset. Uh, before. I get too far into that. I do want to, of course, thank uh, our sponsors. We have, this is a sponsored podcast, uh, mymedic.com. If you guys need anything, first aid kits, uh, any medical supplies, whatever you need, my has got you covered. I know school is getting back into swing now that the COVID era is uh, for the, I mean, for the majority of us, for the most part, it's, it's in the rear view mirror. Um, I know we got this Delta variant thing going on, but uh, you know, we still got, we got kids going away to college again, uh, heading off to dorm rooms, get kids going out and playing sports again. Uh, you know, whatever you need a first aid kit for around the dorm, around the apartment, right? Maybe you help, uh, coordinate and run your kids, uh, you know, little league or rec league, uh, softball team, or, or I mean, whatever the hell you got going on, right? Uh, stuff happens. So make sure you're prepared for when that stuff does happen. Head to my medic, use our discount code mindset 20, Folks there are going to save you 20% off the order with that. You can also head over and use our Facebook page our offer section. You can go through our affiliate link, use Mindset 20. You'll still save 20% off. You'll just make sure that a little bit of what you spend comes back to the good folks here at The Prepared Mindset so we can keep on dishing out this wonderful content that you guys enjoy on a weekly basis. One more time, that's MyMedic.com. Head over and check out what those guys got going on. Like I was saying, this week's topic, accountability, accountability, it, it's huge, right? In, in multiple facets of life, you know, like I was saying, accountability right now is, is exactly what we're not seeing from our elected leadership, uh, what we should be seeing, right? Given the tragic loss of, of life, the, the, uh, ridiculous loss of resources, right? We're starting to see numbers come out now from, uh, some, uh, some politicians and things, uh, people that are in the know, um, they were in, in purchasing and things like that in the military that are now politicians coming out and putting out numbers. 85 billion was, uh, was the last number that that I saw. Um, and actually I saved the screenshots because, um, it, it, it's worth, you know, throwing out there, right? Um, something like 22,000 Humvees, uh, 634 M one 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 sevens, which I think is things like an armored troop carrier. Um, 155 uh, Max Pro Mineproof Vehicles, 169 M113s Armored Armored Personnel Carriers, 42,000 Pickups. I mean, guys, even the cheap, even think about cheap pickups right here in the continental United States and what those cost. Think about 42,000 of those, right? Uh, just over 64,000 machine guns, which again, our government deems uh, our current administration is deeming not appropriate for the U.S. citizenry to to own. Right, they're a danger. Uh, to us, uh, as a as a as a country, as a people, but we can sure as hell pay for it to get you know give it to a bunch of terrorists that want to, you know, do some evil shit. Um, Eight thousand trucks, and I say trucks, I mean like the big old diesel transport troop carrier type trucks, uh, or cargo trucks. Um, One hundred sixty-two thousand plus radios. Sixteen thousand units of night vision goggles guys, there's plenty of us that would, that would do a lot of weird shit, right. To get into night vision. Um, and these guys just got gifted 16,000 sets of it, right. Um, 358,530 assault rifles. And this time when they say assault rifles, it's actually a little bit more applicable because they're select fire weapons, which the military has again, us citizens can't have it, but we can sure as shit pay for it. Right. So it can get turned over to the Taliban. um, Just over 126,000 pistols and 176 artillery pieces. Um, That's not getting into what uh, what was left there in terms of drones and Blackhawks and uh, medical supplies and things like that. So, um, my point being that accountability is paramount. All right, if you're especially if you're in a leadership position, um, that's you know, obviously having never served in the military, I can only share with, you know, my thoughts on what I've read, um, in, in books and, and things like that, what I've been told from people like Sam. And, uh, I can share my experiences in the professional workplace where leadership is obviously something that we all encounter on a daily basis, right? Personal accountability in leadership, it has to be there. Otherwise you, uh, invalidate whatever you're doing as a leader you you basically take away any reason that anybody has to to listen to you right Uh, because if you can't do it yourself then why should i listen to you right same thing with uh you know if you're a firearms instructor if you're any kind of instructor any kind of teacher right why would you listen to a math teacher that cannot adequately demonstrate the skills that they're claiming to try to teach you that they claim that you need to have to be successful right why why should i listen to you if you can't do it yourself um, in the firearms realm, we see this now. It's a it's a huge, uh, not paramount, but it's a huge um, checkpoint, right? Y- you know, look at uh, with social media, pretty much anybody that's worth anything from a training standpoint has a social media presence, right? Where they're out there producing content. It, and even if it's not a ton of content, there is at least some content there. Why is this? Well, to build a following, to build a customer base and an advertisement and marketing base of sorts, right? Um, you look at companies like Warrior Poet Society who, who do offer training. They also offer a ton of free information to the masses. Um, why is this important? Well, because you can see that they know what they're doing. You can watch these videos. You can see them teaching. You can see that this works. You don't just look at a resume and see that, you know, John Lovell was a, a US Army Ranger. There are plenty of guys that have been out there and done it and gone on combat deployments. Um, that doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to know how to take what they learned in in those um, experiences and, and feed that back to you. Uh, because everything is context driven and not everybody consumes information and consumes data the same way, right? So, being able to demonstrate things in a multitude of uh, methods—that's really critical. I—I, I, you know, I've mentioned it before on this podcast. I used to be a music instructor, right? I spent—I mm, <laughs> spent a pretty decent uh, portion of my life working on being a musician, uh, specifically in the the marching band space. And um, I spent ten years uh, as an instructor, uh, actually over ten years, uh, twelve years as an instructor, right? Uh, and the reason why I was successful, the reason why I could get kids to listen to me, to, to try and do the things I was uh, asking them to do to prove that what I was asking them to do wasn't unreasonable was because I could demonstrate it. Right. And it wasn't because I was, you know, older, stronger, what, you know, what have you, it was because I'd been through it. Right. And I could sit there and I could replicate that and say, listen, this is what I did. I know that it sucked, you know, working on this isolated skill set, or I know that it sucks working on building up your back muscles by just carrying the equipment. But listen to me, you know, in three months down the line here, when we're at the end of the season, you're not going to hurt this way and it's going to be worth it. You're going to forget all, you know, uh, all the crappy times, what, what have you, you can provide the context that's needed, uh, for personal, you know, to, for them to, 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 to hold or to see that you're being accountable to them, right? Yes, I've done it. I'll do it with you if I need to. And I I had done that in the past too. So when we used to give out, uh, laps or we used to give out physical, uh, it's not really punishment, but, um, physical reinforcement tools, things like, okay, you guys all made a mistake and it was, you know, something related to like listening directions here, we're going to do push-ups. here. We're going to run a lap, whatever you do, those kinds of things. You're, you're allowing yourself to be accountable for that. Um, so it's very important in instruction, again, whether that's in the firearms industry or uh, in, like I said, elected leadership, uh, or even in, in personal life, right? So much of what we talk about here is things like training, uh, learning, working on, on very specific skill sets, right? Right. Um, we talk about dry fire practice, right? I'm a big proponent, as are a lot of very successful shooters in the world and um, firearms instructors, they talk a lot about dry fire and the amount of time you can put in, what it can do for you, uh, you know, the the results that can be yielded from putting in the time on these administrative skills or these isolated fundamental skill groups, Right. So when we look at this from the lens of holding yourself accountable for this, it's things like using a shot timer, right? If you're trying to gauge and measure uh, what your par times are for instance, drawing from a holster, presenting it, and lining up your sights, pulling the trigger. Okay, from start to finish, that's however many seconds. You use that to create a benchmark. Okay, right now I do this and it takes me to do it correctly, 5.1 seconds, whatever arbitrary number. Okay. 5.1 seconds. Well, then you want to start there and you want to start building consistency. Well, 5.1 seconds for something like that is not very fast, which may be true. However, when you use the context that we're talking about here, holding yourself accountable, is your presentment correct? Are you lining up the sights? Are you catching the, the dot? If you have a red dot on your pistol, right? When you go to present that weapon and you pull that trigger, do you get any kind of, um, you know, deviation or do you lose your site alignment when you're pulling the trigger because you're flinching or your, your support hand grip is not strong enough, whatever the problem may be. Okay. You use it to build consistency. You use it to set a benchmark. Um, even if it's not great, right. A lot of people, again, would say that five seconds for something like that is not fast. And, uh, I mean, for the most part, you'd probably be right. However, one of the most, um, I guess uh inspirational or eye-opening things uh that I ever encountered when I was teaching band uh was somebody uh guy named Joe who was one of the visual instructors and was actually uh, a very profound guy with some of the things that he said, um, and the way he, he worked with the kids and, uh, the amount of thought he put into what he was teaching. He really was one of those individuals that wanted to seek a higher understanding of it. Uh, you know, biomechanics and, and things like that. So very, very smart guy in that regard. Uh, you know, we, we would be teaching, uh, you know, drill and, and things like that. And we go, hey, this isn't really that good. Are you sure we should be moving on? And he looked at the, the group of the staff members and goes, well, sometimes you have to build habits, even if they're bad habits, in order to have something to build off of. So while I'm, what we're saying is not that you should necessarily build bad habits. It's just that sometimes you need to have enough fundamental skill, whether it's completely correct or not, that you are comfortable enough to start building off of that. If that makes sense. Um, And a lot of people are going to, I know, flame me for this, roast me for it. Oh, that's, that's bullshit. You know, perfect practice makes perfect. Well, there is no such thing as perfect practice. All right. We, we talk about practicing or, um, you know, visual practice, mental practice, physical practice. We talk about all these things because they all do work together. And if you're anyone who's ever been a musician, you're anyone who's ever practiced an intense amount of time to hone a specific set of skills, no matter what it is, you know, that there is no such thing as perfect practice you can only hold yourself accountable for the certain standards that you're setting. Right. And work towards achieving those standards. Okay. And then once you are right and that's, and this is one of those things, again, something else we see all the time was you're not doing this until you get it right. Okay. Cause I mean, come on, you can, you can, if your goal is to get faster than 5.1 seconds or something on this straw, you can do that in about 25 reps. If you just do it 25 times over, whether you're paying attention to what you're doing or not, whether you're actually trying to yield positive results off of it or not, you know, you're going to do it. Um, However, you don't want to just do it till, you know, practice until you can get it right. You want to practice until you can't get it wrong, right? We're talking about building muscle memory. We're talking about uh, hitting that level of personal accountability that allows us to repeat the same level of execution over and over and over again. Okay. And then you move your part time down. Okay, I'm gonna set the timer so I'm I'm gonna try and get down to 4.8 seconds. You know, I'm gonna try and shave off three tenths of a second, you know, just as an example. Uh, and and you work towards it. And then once that's you know repeatable, you wanna make sure that you can do it over and over and over again. That's your new standard. Okay, and that's just one one example, right, of how we, we hold ourselves accountable with training. If you get into things like live fire, you talk about your grouping size um you talk about being able to you know repeat those kinds of things in different environments whether it's static whether you're moving strong hand weak hand whatever have you right um but holding yourself accountable and trying to uh constantly improve from that level of that standard right that level of performance and this is a it, it truly does fit in with the prepared mindset because it is a mindset people that are successful uh at at personal accountability are successful in life. Um, some of the most successful people I know are those that hold themselves to a higher standard than those, those around them. Okay. And that can be in anything and it is in anything really professionally speaking, the people that hold themselves to a higher performance standard than maybe what they're graded at. um, you know, maybe say you, your job, you, you have a, a 5% margin of error, right? And you know you, when you get your year-end report card or year-end review or whatever, you sit down with your supervisor and they say, "Well, here is your accuracy rating. You came in just below that five percent mark, so you are we're going to grade you at a competent or you meet uh, you meet the requirements, which is totally fine." Um, but then there's those people that they aren't happy with that. They think that they should be at two percent or less, three percent or less. They think that getting the five percent is just is normal, is what everybody else does. Um, I'm this way, right? I, I constantly, uh, in my in my professional field, uh, try to work towards surpassing, right? That that mark of, um, you know, hey, this is what the acceptable is. That's like a C grade, though. I don't want a C grade. I want a. I want a B plus. I want an A. I want to establish that level of excellence, so to speak, right? So I hold myself accountable. How can I improve on this? And it's things like, you know, taking notes, uh, establishing a better personal, uh, process for how I'm doing my work, establishing a support network. So when I have questions, I have problems, I have things that I run into. I know who to reach out to, uh, within the company for that kind of support people that are smarter than me in different realms of what we do. Um, if you try to do anything, Okay. And again, people that are successful will tell you this. If you try to do anything on your own without listening to anyone else, without allowing anyone else to help you, you will fail it's guaranteed. There's always somebody out there who's smarter, who's a little bit better and, and maybe not everything. Okay. Maybe not at everything, but at maybe that one thing, right? Someone who's more organized than you. Uh, maybe they're just a little bit faster at something than you are. Maybe they just have a lot more experience and have seen a lot more things. So they can tell you when you run across that one instance, that one issue, Hey, this is how you, f- you can fix it. So you know, building that network and being able to, to ask for help is, is also really, really important. And I think that, uh, in the two, a community, we have some people, uh, just look at the internet, right? Look at Instagram, uh, any comment section on any firearms post, right? You're going to see tens of dozens, dozens of guys, whatever, making comments about why one thing is worse than another or better than another. Right. I just posted a video, I think it was over the weekend, uh, of me doing some, uh, some practice drills, just coming through a doorway, making a, a left-hand turn, right? And snapping the gun up from a low ready, um, negotiating that, that doorway, right? With a, a full-size carbine. And I got a bunch of different comments, uh, you know, and, and welcome input, right? Don't always assume you have the, uh, have the, the, the best answer because nobody is always right. However, there is always somebody who insists that you're wrong and there's a difference because you may not be doing anything wrong. You might just be doing something a little bit different. You might be able to tweak something to be a little more efficient. Um, what they're telling you to do may in fact be a worse decision. Um, things like, again, I'm talking about coming through a doorway with a rifle, I mean, hell, arguing over whether it's better to angle the gun up or angle the gun down, or what angle you should be angling at it. 45 isn't, isn't good enough. You should be uh, you know, vertical with the gun, because that way it allows you to be more concealed, you know, and then there's somebody that turns around and says, Hey, if you do that, you're more concealed. But if there's anybody who's right next to that doorway, now they can just grab the end of the gun and you can't do anything with it. Right. So there's a pro and a con, but, uh, you know, leave yourself open for that kind of input, uh, and leave yourself open for that kind of, uh, criticism basically, because that's how you grow. Right. And personal growth, uh, that's part of personal accountability you are going to, I mean, cause no one likes hearing that you're wrong, right? I can, I can think of a ton of people right now that I know, uh, close to close to me, family specifically, even, uh, that don't like ever being told that they're wrong. Um, whether they, they know that they don't know what they're talking about, they would rather sit there and bullshit their way through a conversation than ever let the words, I don't really know, leave their mouth because or whatever reason. I mean, it might be an ego thing. It might be an attitude thing. It might just be that they don't ever want to seem inferior. I mean, I don't know. Uh, but allow yourself to do that, right. To receive that criticism, to not have to be the smartest person in the room, uh, take advantage, you know, absorb what other people have to offer to you and use it to grow. Uh, and then you're working towards that level of accountability, that level of wanting to perform better. And this branches out past, again, past the firearms uh, part of our life, right? Talking about personal success in the workplace, uh, personal success in life. You know, you look at a lot of people right now, and uh, they're struggling financially. You know, we have these these programs in place uh, because of the jobs that were displaced because of COVID-19 and the impact that it had on our, our industry, our workforce, our our culture, right? Our whole world, basically was shut down, right? There were all kinds of memes and jokes and statements and all kinds of things about essential workers and whether what, you know, some people, I, I know I had people complain to me directly in my personal life that deemed themselves to be non-essential, who were actually upset that they had to go into work during the COVID lockdown, uh, you know, specifically like March, April, May, when things were real heavy in uh, in the, the COVID lockdown, they didn't think that their job uh, working at you know, whatever they were doing was important enough. They, they thought somebody else should have to be the ones doing that, or that the people that were coming in as patrons were simply inconsiderate and, and didn't need to be doing that. Uh, one in specific is a, a friend of mine. I've known for a while, but works at a tire shop and, uh, went out of his way several in several conversations, both in person and over, you know, text message to point out how upset he was that as somebody that works at a tire shop, he and uh, his co-workers were required to come in and work uh, rather than the company just shutting down operations and hemorrhaging cash to pay its, its workers, right? Well, you know, um, people need oil changes. Uh, essential workers, truly essential workers like uh, police officers, like doctors, like firemen, their tires wear out. They drive a lot. They need to have you there, okay? So don't what I'm getting at with this is, uh, you cannot, or you should not, I I guess you can, but you should not allow yourself to just float through life, um, and take the easy way on everything. Uh, financially speaking, you're never going to get ahead like that. Uh, don't take every chance you can to not work. That's, that's the, that's the child mindset, right? And even as a child, there were those of us that didn't, that didn't think that way. Um, My father certainly did everything he could to instill in my brothers and I, uh, this mindset, this mentality uh, of, uh, you know, if you're not bleeding and you're not dying, go to work, go to school, whatever it was, um, you know, demand better of yourself, hold yourself accountable. And as a result now, as, as an adult, I don't, I mean, I don't take time off unless I really need to, especially now that I'm working uh, remotely, working from home in my job. I, I don't take time off. You know, if I'm sick, I'm not in the office game, anybody else sick. So it's basically, can you, can you make it through the day, uh, adequately and professionally? Yes or no. If the answer is yes, then get up, get online, do your job, uh, chug some Benadryl or whatever you got to do. Um, you know, make it through the day and then you sleep it off that night. Guys, I had COVID, right? I, I had COVID confirmed, uh, at the beginning of November last year. And I didn't miss a single day of work. I went out and I got the vaccine. And uh, that second shot the day after, it really, it, it really uh, put me on my ass. My wife and, and, and I both um, did not miss work that day. I, I felt like hammered dog shit. And I uh, promised myself, if I didn't miss work when I actually had COVID, I'm definitely not going to miss work the day after I got the shot. Uh, to, you know, because of COVID. So, um, you know, that's my personal level of accountability to not, you know, not missing work. I want to be there to do my job. I want to take care of my work. I want to make sure that the people that I'm there to support and the customers that I'm there to deal with, um, that I'm there, right? If you take this, this approach, right, you're going to find success because people are going to see that you hold yourself to the higher level that higher accountability, that, that higher level of performance, that, that greater personal standard, right. They're going to want to, then they're going to want to work with you. They're going to remember that they're going to come seek you out in the future and, and, and know that you're going to get it done for them. Come hell or high water. You know, it's going to take something drastic, uh, you know, an act of God, so to speak, to, to keep you from, you know, tending to what's going on. Alternatively, uh, if you are the person that takes that easy way out, you find the excuse to take, you know, all the time off and everything. Um, you're really not going to get that kind of attention from people and you gonna find it a lot harder to move up in the world. You're also going to make less money. Um, and it's nobody's fault, but your own. Okay. That, that's, you know, I know I'm kind of taking the long way around here of getting to that point, but it's nobody's fault, but your own. And I get that sometimes life just deals you a shit hand. I, I get that we've all had things happen to us that are just, they're totally shitty and they're totally unfortunate, and there's just not a whole lot that we can do. People get sick. You get hurt. Uh, it, things happen, man. I, I, and I, I get that and I understand that. But if you look at the some of the greater people in this world, um, you know, uh, people like, uh, I, and I don't know the gentleman's name. I, I do apologize, but he's on Instagram Nubgunner, right? A guy who was a who was in the military and was, uh, injured in an IED incident in Iraq and lost pretty much all of his fingers, all but like two halves of fingers on, on different hands and stuff. So could quite possibly, uh, go through living life, just complaining about his lot, complaining that he can't do anything, complaining that he, um, you know, can't just can't you know, whatever it is, uh, but that's not the case with this guy. He he rises above. You see, He's out there. He trains with his firearms, uh, and actually holds himself to a pretty high performance standard. And if you if you watch some of his content, his videos, um, it, it, it's very inspiring really to see somebody who is, who struggles with that kind of hardship and makes his way through it. Uh, it's very difficult. I would think at that point to look at, at a gentleman like that, with that kind of character and, and say that whatever you're dealing with is just too difficult. You just can't because life's too hard, you know, and we see more and more of it, you know, as a society right now, that seems to be the very popular thing to do is it's somebody else's fault. This is too hard. I don't want to do this or I shouldn't have to do this. As if somewhere along the line somebody owed you something and you just get to sit here and wait for for your debt to get paid before things are all right with the world. Nobody owes you anything, man. And that's once you make once you make your bones with that, and, and you come to terms, like truly come to terms with that mentally and uh, spiritually, emotionally, whatever you want to, you know, throw out there, it, it, once you just, it, you swallow that pill, um, it, it gets easier from there, all right? Yeah, uh, You sometimes you got to make some pretty shitty choices, like what I love to run out right now and drop $1,000 on a new suppressor and drop, you know, two grand on a new rifle and, uh, take a vacation to Vegas and drop three grand on a bunch of shit. I don't need. Um, yeah. Yeah. I would love to do all of that. I would love to do all of that and some more right now. I don't, um, because I like to have a savings account. Um, I have a house I have to, to, to take care of. I have a wife that who does, you know, have her own job. She makes her own money. She doesn't need me to take care of her, but I, you know, it's a partnership, right? You, you make decisions based on what you guys are going to do together. Okay. Um, we have two dogs, we just got a second dog. So yeah, you make those kinds of decisions. You, you look at life that way and you store money away and you make adult decisions so that, yeah, you can have a little bit of money to go out and, you know, uh, go have a couple drinks, uh, go, you know, have a couple dinners out or something, and then you save money. So you have it when something happens, right? you don't just spend, 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 spend everything you have. And then the reason that you don't have more in life is because the government is because Donald Trump is because Republicans is because taxes. No, it's because you made poor decisions. And I'm sorry that you think that the the world owes you something. I'm sorry that what you have is not good enough. Um, you know, we all have to struggle through that and and work through that and we have the low points in our life and yeah, you're supposed to have a shitty entry-level job when you're young. Um, it it gives you something to work for. Hey, I hate working here. I want to get a better job. How do I do that? Well, you go to college or you go get a different job to get a different skill set. And then after that, you go and get a different job that allows you to use all of your skill sets, uh, to do something greater to make more money. And then you get another job. I mean, that's how the world has always worked. Um, and I I know that a lot of us want to sit here and say, well, you know, just because that's the way it's always been is the terrible reason to keep doing something. And I would agree with that. I I I really would agree with that in a lot of different, um, avenues of life. I would, Uh, I would say from a, 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 lens of trying to improve a process, trying to improve a product, trying to improve yourself, right? That is, uh, you know, very applicable in a lot of ways. However, um, you, you can't apply that here because what's your alternative, right? If you're not going to try to work your way up and uh, better yourself and improve yourself, what is your alternative? There isn't one, it's really simple. There isn't one because nobody's going to do it for you. You know why? Cause they're all out there doing it for themselves and it's, it's a grind man, but it's, it's a grind because it's worth it. That's why everyone's out there doing it. It's because eventually you get to the point where you actually do get to do all the things that you want. At least some of them, maybe not all at once, maybe not the way you'd like to, but you don't stop and it's your own personal decision. You know, it's not no amount of oh we should tax uh, the wealthy and give the money back to, um, you know, the middle class, the working class. Well, OK, I mean, I see what you're saying. And to an extent, do I agree with that? Yeah, I mean, I think we should tax heavier on the, um, you know, wealthiest one percent of us, which I, that's like the big platform that you see uh, a lot of liberal politicians running on. And I have a lot of liberal friends that all yell and scream about that every four years about how that's the biggest issue we need to address. However, what you have to realize is the people that have that money, that wealthiest 1%, A, they not in all cases, a lot of times it was their parents, but in, in a lot of cases, uh, they got there by working hard and by being smart. So they're going to find ways to move the money into places where taxes aren't going to apply to them. Or they're going to make up for the money they have to pay in taxes by raising the price of whatever product that their company makes. Um there's, there's an impact, you know, cause and effect, something that we learned very on in grade school in science classes, right? Cause and effect. It applies here as well. You cannot just look at one, uh, one very small piece of your world and say, well, it's all their fault because they have more than me. So they should give more so that I can have more. Well, it, no, it doesn't work like that, man. Cause if they give, if they have to give more, they're going to make sure you have to give more as well. So and then you become you have more you become more part of that middle class and then eventually they raise your taxes, too And then you're in the exact same boat you were in it's a trickle-down effect You know, it's it's never gonna work by blaming somebody else for why you're you why you're driving a piece of shit car That you paid 1500 bucks for that you have to pour $800 into every six months or 2500 into every six months to keep it on the road so that you can Keep going to work to kind of you know keep yourself barely above water. It's not a good way to live. A lot of people live that way, unfortunately, and it's because they make decisions based on the wrong things. You know, sometimes you have to be an adult and you have to look at some of this and and say, okay, do I want to go out and don't want to go out and I want to spend my you know my weekends and whatever day of the week uh, disc golfing, right? I have friends that do that, or. Am I going to make myself completely available for a while to my job? Well, I mean, personally, I would say my job because it allows me to make more money. Now, is it important to have, you know, a good level of mental health and to enjoy your life? Yeah, no, it, it, it totally is. And I think that having that, that, that balance, that structure, striking that balance, you know, is, is very important. And I definitely agree when a lot of experts say that uh, we as a culture here in America do not do enough for our own mental health. I agree with that and I'm not saying that we can't do better what I'm saying though is you cannot make your hobby your number one priority in life and disregard your financial obligations to yourself to your family to whomever as as an adult and then turn around and blame everybody else for why things aren't better okay if you want better do better for yourself go get a better job you get older you start to have more health issues you hate how much it costs when you go to the doctor I mean, yeah, shit. Yeah. I definitely hate how much it costs. And I, I think I have decent benefits, right? I hate, you know, co-pays and deductibles and all that stuff. Like, yeah, it sucks. So what are you going to do? Are you just going to bitch about how much it costs or are you going to go find a, a job that has better benefits? And, you know, again, you could be accountable for yourself and say, I am going to elevate myself. I'm going to elevate my position in life. I'm going to find that better job. And there are, especially right now, you know, um, as many help wanted signs as there are out there. And as, as many employers that are offering more money, signing bonuses, better benefits now to try and attract that, that workforce that, that left during COVID now is your opportunity to do it. Or you can sit where you're at, you can stay where you've been and you can keep bitching about it. And it's not going to get any better and you're still going to be miserable. And you know what? In a year and a half from now, when we're fully through this COVID thing, it's still going to suck. And you're still going to be driving that same, you know, piece of shit, Honda Civic or whatever. And, and you're just gonna be looking back at this going, well, it's still somebody else's fault. Instead of taking the opportunity when it was presented to you to, you know, do something different, hold yourself to a higher standard. Okay. Okay you have to elevate yourself out of that hole. I absolutely cannot stand it when I have people tell me, and again, this isn't stuff I'm making up, right? I'm not just romanticizing my, on my personal opinions here. These are actual things I've had people tell me and yell at me because I'm—I have a, a fairly conservative view on some things, um, given what I've lived through and my own personal experiences, my family experiences. Right? I've actually had people yell at me and tell me it is literally fucking impossible for you to pull yourself up by your bootstraps, and that the last generation, our parents' generation literally fucking ruined this country for us. There's no way that we can possibly be successful in the system that they have built. And that's complete bullshit because I never got given anything. Okay. And I grew up in a family where my mom owned a small business and my dad worked, uh, at an auto, at an auto manufacturer making, I mean, by all means a very, uh, comfortable living for our family. Right. Um, I never got gifted a ton of money to buy a car. I never got gifted a ton of money to make a down payment on a house. I never got, I had a, I blew the motor on a vehicle when I was 22, 22, 23. And I just turned 23. And I was driving to see a girl I was dating. Um, and I was like an hour an hour and a half from home and I shot a rod on my crappy Honda Civic. And, uh, that was, it. I had to figure out how I was going to get a vehicle, how I was going to make it all work. Um, you know, what my, my folks did for me and this isn't a dig at my parents. It, it truly, it isn't. Um, my dad split the cost of the tow with me, which I think ended up being like 200 bucks to get the car back to the house. Um, I think I sold the shell. You know, basically, as is, I sold it to a friend for 600 bucks and he wound up swapping and putting a different motor into it. Right. And then I went and I had to go to a credit union. Um, My dad co signed with me on a small unsecured loan, it was like five grand or something. I went out and I bought another car and I proceeded to work and work and work and work. And I made the payments every month. And in three years I paid back that, that loan. Actually, I wound up selling that car and getting a different car while I was still paying on the loan I used to, um, to purchase that, that vehicle. Uh, and I, it, did I think that it, it sucked a little bit at the time that my dad wouldn't just pay the whole cost of the tow? Yeah. Uh, did, did crying about it do anything? No, no, it really didn't uh, looking back on it, I'm kind of happy. Um, cause it forced me to work through that hardship. It forced me to understand the, the value in having a reliable vehicle. And it forced me to understand that, um, trying to sustain a relationship where the girl lives two and a half hours away was just not realistic. And that I was being a dumbass by trying to make that work. And you know, I'm sure there are those of you listening that have made those kinds of things work and more power to you. However, I was not one of those people. So, uh, like I said, I wound up selling that car, paid off the note, got another vehicle, sold that vehicle, got another one. And then eventually I wound up getting a lease vehicle and now I don't have to worry about it. Okay. Cause I, I've worked for better for myself. Uh, same thing with my wife. You know, I hold myself accountable. I hold myself to, uh, my standards because I have goals I want to meet and I, I have things I want to do in my life, you know? Uh, this podcast even, right? We have goals and standards that that are set here that we strive to meet and strive to to surpass. More importantly than meeting them, we want to surpass them. And that can be a ton of things, right? Um, but I mean, there was time put in, right? Talk to people who have done things on the audio side. Talk to th- people who have done interviews. I, I've listened to a ton of different podcasts just to, to pick up uh, on on what works, what I like, what I don't like, having to learn how to just remember how to set up all the stuff that comes with this, right? The, the digital soundboard and everything. Um, cause I swear to God, anytime I unplug this stuff and put it back together, uh, I spend like two and a half or three and a half hours getting it all figured back out again, because I'm just not good at it. But the first couple of times I did this, it, it was not two or three hours. It was like seven, eight hours. Um, each time, you know, so I would sit down for three or four hours, then not get it all the way there. And I'd have to come back another night and spend three or four hours doing it. And then I'd finally have it all figured out. Um, now I was a little bit of a dumbass, granted, and didn't realize that there was a save settings button you know, on this. And that's on me. But again, now I know better because I didn't just quit and give up and say, well, someone needs to develop some better software for doing this. And I hate this. And, you know, it's somebody else's fault that I can't do a podcast. No that's not what I did. I, I, I figured it out. I reached out to outside sources. I used the Google, which is a tremendous resource, which, by the way, for those of us that want to, uh, and I shouldn't say those of us, cause I do not include myself in those people for those out there. that want to say that our, our parents had it easier and our parents, um, lived in a different time where things, where they didn't have to do all the stuff that we have to today. Motherfucker, they didn't have Google. We all walk around with we all walk around with uh, computers, right? Palm sized computers in our hands that we use to send each other pictures of our shit and uh, post all over the internet where we're at and what our drinks and our, our nails look like and everything. Um, our parents didn't have any of that shit. Can you imagine fixing your car today, not not having YouTube to look up the how-to videos? I mean, cause I basically lived off of YouTube when I was, uh, working on the used vehicles I used to own as when something went wrong, that was the first or second place that I looked Google and YouTube. Sometimes it was YouTube first and then Google. I mean, it's basically a, a gigantic, not even basically it's a gigantic free resource of information that you can leverage to help, you know, improve yourself. Uh, I, me personally, I've used it a ton to learn about shooting, to learn about equipment and and gear and things to do, things not to do, things to buy, right? Things not to buy. Can you imagine how much money we would have all wasted on firearms accessories had we not had YouTube to go out and and check out the reviews and stuff before, you know, spending hundreds of dollars on an optic that might be complete and total shit, right? Um, But I, anyways, listen, my point is, is you have to hold yourself accountable for yourself, for where you are, and you have to keep that in perspective to where you want to be, right? Um, it's nobody else's fault, okay? Um, and you, again, you, I said it earlier, but it, it all kind of ties together is you don't always have all the right answers. And don't be one of those people that refuses to accept that somebody else's answer is correct, or even that a piece of it may be correct, Um you know, because chances are you're probably wrong on some level, on some level. Okay. Um, we all have those friends, those people that just ever, they can't ever, they can't ever hear that they're wrong or that what they're telling you is, is incorrect. And, you know, I, and I have these discussions on a regular basis, and I think, uh, you know, one of, one of my goals, right, for this year was to start elevating the quality of my company, start um, elevating the quality of my friendships and people that I talk to on a regular basis and, and how I let people treat me, right? And it can be anything simple, right? You can be arguing about sports, whatever. But if someone's gonna sit there and tell you that you're a fucking idiot because you don't agree with their opinion, and the, and they'll swear, right? They'll swear on the the damn holy Bible, right? I mean, sorry for the blaspheming, but they'll swear that that what they're telling you is, and I quote, cold hard facts, and you just can't fucking see it. No, it, it's not a cold hard fact. Okay, it's it's an opinion, all right? And it's your opinion. It being your opinion does not make that gospel. Okay, it does not mean that you're not wrong it doesn't mean that you're infallible. Uh you know, and it also doesn't mean that just because you're uh years older than somebody that doesn't mean that you're smarter. Okay? Because I've met a bunch of people in their late 40s who are w- dumb as a box of rocks and I've had a 24-year-old that they can do shit they've never even you know seen heard of whatever. Okay? It's you, whatever you whatever position you want to put yourself in. Get there. Work for it. Hold yourself accountable for those standards, Uh, whether it is just to be a better shooter, whether it's to make more money, whether it's to be a smarter, more educated, more well-rounded individual. Hold yourself to that standard. You want to start your own business, right? Uh, Ryan, who has been on the podcast a couple of times, good friend of mine. I've known Ryan since high school, right? He had a certain standard for himself, right? He knew that what he was doing, he at the time, I think it was, I want to say it was like auto glass or something. He had a comfortable living doing that. And he wasn't necessarily in a place where he was, you know, um, dying or anything or not making ends meet, but he knew that he wanted to do something else. He wanted to do something different. He wanted to change what was going on. So you make some changes, you reach out some resources and you don't let yourself fail. You work the extra hours. And it's not like, hey, I'm going to work 42 hours this week instead of 40 because that's going to get me ahead. No, in instances like that, you know, where you want to see drastic changes to your life and you want to live your life on your rules, doing things a very specific way, you're talking you're working 60 hours a week, right? You're, you're working more than anybody else, a lot more. Um, but the, the long term payout is worth it. And you, you work and you work and you grind for it. And sometimes it sucks. Actually, more often than not, it sucks. Again, I grew up in a, in a household where my mother ran her own uh, small business. I can tell you there are tons and tons of memories where things were, I don't want to say ruined, but drastically impacted uh, by decisions that had to be made revolving around the success and the operation of that establishment. And there's no getting away from it right uh it's hard work and you you do it because you have to not always because you want to but um you have to keep in again perspective that that holding yourself accountable for that is how you eventually reach a level of success um so don't you know don't don't let don't don't let yourself take the easy way out okay there is more out there for all of us and there are better options out there for all of us does that mean that it's always going to be fun no But long-term, you'll be happier with the results that you get, and you'll achieve a lot more by doing it that way, by holding yourself to a higher standard. Again, um, looking at our our current situation with Afghanistan and our elected leadership right now, the lack of accountability there ultimately will be the downfall. I, I believe that fully and truly. I believe with the... I mean, the just which is the reality of what we're seeing. Uh, and there are, the last military transport has left the country officially, and there are still Americans trapped there that could not get to the airport for a multitude of reasons, uh, many of which were generated by our own administration and, and you know crappy leadership. Um, the reality is, is that that's all over the news now. It's all it's being talked about across the world. And uh, the lack of accountability will be the downfall, because now you, you're a joke. You can't, you can't own up to the fact that you made a mistake, okay? And that's any of us, but especially in this instance, you cannot, our, our president, I, I truly believe right now, is not owning up to his mistake. He's not owning up to the fact that while this may have been an agreement that was struck by the previous administration to begin the withdrawal of troops out of Afghanistan, they cannot own the fact that they dropped the ball on the planning. They did not have the proper contingencies in place. They didn't have the proper resources in place to ensure a safe and complete evacuation of American personnel and American citizens, let alone all of the technology that was left. Uh, I mean, things like the aircraft and, and drones. I mean, think about now you're starting to hear reports and and I, I, I guess you can use the word intelligence, right? Um, being reported through civilian channels that now these drones are being taken to the border and sold to Pakistan and China. And now our drone technology is in the hands of, uh, you know, hostile or potentially hostile countries towards the United States. And and that's, that's something that we shouldn't be concerned about, right? Because, um, you know, it it's not Donald Trump in office, so it's okay. No, I mean, and, and in that regard, um, you know, shame on you for not being more accountable with how you voted, because that's apparently, by all reports anyway, how we ended up in this mess with uh, with with Joe Biden as our as our current sitting president instead of a second term for Donald Trump. Um, we as individuals, as a country, as citizens, need to hold ourselves accountable for for that mess and and how we got there. Right, uh, this is. Unfortunately, this is the consequence that we're, we're dealing with and we're living with, but, uh, accountability, you know, it's, it, it's, it, it never leaves us, right? It's the great, uh, I don't even know. It, it, it's something that, that we all, like I said, we all have to live with. And, uh, if you, if you don't live up to it, um, it'll pull you down faster than anything else. Really. I think that, uh, if you look at it specifically in a firearms context, we need to do more as firearm owners to be accountable for training. things like accuracy, things like an understanding of the laws that are governing us as firearm owners, um, and an understanding of the politicians that are in office dictating these, uh, these laws and pushing for which ones that need to be made. things like um, can you know, constitutional carry, things like where you can and can't carry a firearm. Why is it illegal to carry a firearm in a school, for instance, is a question that gets brought up over and over when we see these tragedies on the news about mass shooting events. Why wasn't there a good guy there with a gun to stop this? Um, I mean, that's a question that gets asked a lot in in pro-2A circles. Alternatively, there's the question of why are guns so easily accessible? Well, if you don't hold yourself accountable to actually look at all the facts and all the data, then you're just feeding into the problem making things worse. Um, in some instances, yeah, that's the right question is how did this person get a gun? In most instances, the questions you have to ask yourself are, why did this happen? And why did it go on so long? And why did it take so long for police to arrive? I mean, it's just, you have to be better, uh, and, uh, expect better from yourself. That's, that's the, the overarching message from this episode that I really want everyone to understand is that holding yourself to the higher standard, to the higher level of accountability, whether it's knowledge, whether it's performance, whether it's achievement, because you know, none of those things are inexplicably linked together. Um, but through a higher level of, of accountability, um, we will all do better, you know, and, and persevere through whatever conditions uh, life throws at us. Um, and again, if you don't believe me, there's there's tons of examples on it look at the internet, go talk to some of your grandparents or great grandparents, people who lived through the great depression, who thought that they would not survive people that, you know, didn't know how this was ever going to get better. Um, look at anybody who, you know, survived COVID, right? I mean, you don't just cave in, right? You, you know, you know, that's probably not the best example, but I mean, you get what I'm, you guys get what I'm trying to say here. Okay. You have to demand better of yourself be more accountable to yourself for yourself and you'll get where you want to be. So I hope that this makes sense. Um, and I hope that in some small way it it helps you to kind of understand maybe, uh, why some of the relationships that you have with certain people in your life are the way they are. And also, you know, puts in context, right? Why some people just seem to always get it right. Um, I mean, I'll let you know a little secret, they don't, <laughs> um, but why it seems why a lot of people have success and just only seem to find success in life. And it's because they're willing to work harder and they don't want to accept less. They know what they're capable of. They hold themselves accountable to what they're capable of and they work hard until they get there. And I think that a lot that, that anybody is truly capable of, of that, I wholeheartedly believe that it is a, it's a mindset mindset. It's whether you accept that you're going to allow yourself to perform at a lower level because it's easier and, you know, because you're lazy and you're going to take the easy way out and you can talk yourself into it. You can talk yourself into it. You can justify it. Um, you know, or you are just going to demand better. You understand that no one's coming to save you. No one's going to come pay for it. No one else is going to do it for you. And you take care of business. There's nobody holding you down, but yourself. Okay. And now that's the end of my inspirational rant. Thank you for coming to my Ted talk. <laughs> um, but seriously folks, uh, personal accountability. It's, it, it's what this all centers around, right? Um, it's it's part of why I started the podcast. I wanted to learn more about a lot of this stuff, things like hunting, things like medical treatment and care, things like shooting and training. This is, um, in a lot of ways, a a personal journey for me is why this podcast even got started because I'm trying, I I knew, right. I have this idea of where I want to be personally and I'm holding myself accountable uh, in, in a, a multi, multiple, number of ways, right. To try and get myself there, whether that's, um, looking at going to the gym more correcting, eating, uh, dry firing. Um, I took my first uh, class, right. I talked about that a couple of weeks ago. Um, getting out in training, right. With people that are better at this to help me with it. Uh, reading more books, you know. Hold yourself accountable for that kind of thing, right? Be the well-rounded individual that you want to be. Be the subject matter expert on something that you want to be or be seen as. Maybe it's, maybe it's just, it starts off and it's just in your, your, your group of friends, your circle of friends. You just want to be the person that knows a lot about something. Not a lot about everything. Don't be that fucking asshole. Nobody likes that guy because inevitably you are not the one who knows a lot about everything. You're just the guy that wants to tell everybody else that they're wrong. Okay. So keep that in mind as well. When you're going through some of this stuff, guys, that's all I got for you. Um, I hope you enjoyed this. I hope again, that it helps provide some context around, around the subject. Uh, and if nothing else, uh, I was just really, uh, thinking that this was the appropriate time to talk about something like this again, with everything that's going on in the world, um, and how it, how this all even directly ties back to this podcast and what we stand for and what we believe in. Uh, I felt this was a really, really appropriate topic. Um, we're going to have some changes coming in the future. Um, we're going to have some some new uh, content, some new ideas, some new things rolling out. Um, some things that, that are going to be different. So uh, stick around for all that. Uh, tell your friends about us, as always. If you aren't following, uh, you know, hit that follow button. Right? We're on Spotify. We're on Apple Podcasts. We're on Google Podcasts. And uh, you know, let your friends know. Have them check us out, follow us on Instagram, follow us on Facebook, see what's going on, and, and what we got, to, uh, what we got to share. Like I said, that's all I have for you guys this week. Until next week, get out there, hold yourself accountable, train hard, and like we always say here, be prepared.